Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Introducing the all-new Mariposa Omar Rodriguez Lopez signature model electric guitar from Ernie Ball Music Man. The latest designed from the ground-up signature model in a long list of unique and often groundbreaking artist instruments. Unlike most other brands' signature releases, Music Man team up with each artist to design every single element of their instrument. From the body shape to the pickups, controls and construction type, each new addition to the Music Man signature series is as individual as the player they work with. And the Mariposa is no exception. Featuring an offset angular Akume body shape providing a beautiful, unique appearance whilst retaining maximum balance and playing comfort. Gorgeous custom pickguard designs laser etched with an original ornate floral design and coordinated to complement each specific finish option and unique and versatile dual volume pots to create a natural variation in the high end when set at different levels. Available in Imperial Black, Imperial White, Dorado Green and of course, Pueblo Pink. Check them out in the description of this podcast or at music-man.com. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by a full house of Guitar Nerds hosts. I've got Mark Packham. I've got Jay Cross. Hi, Joe. And I've got Matthew Knight. Can you shoot a ghost? <laughs> That's <laughs> a question many, many have asked. Anyway, so we are, we are back. Mark Packham is spitting his, uh, his you, water no, all you, over the floor. You, it's fine, it's fine. You got Mark just as he took a mouthful of, of water. <laughs> That's good. That was, uh, and honestly, then he splurted it out in front of his computer. <laughs> Phil Millhouse. You almost just cost me a laptop there, Matty. <laughs> Can you shoot a ghost? <laughs> oh. Uh, and then I googled that exact phrase, and a news story came out from last year where a man was charged for shooting at a ghost. <laughs> um, the reason that came up is that we did a uh, the second live Guitar Nerds episode this week, and provisionally we the did t- it. it hasn't come out yet. No, no, it'll be out on Friday. But yeah. the people who are on Patreon will have uh, will have heard it uh, if they listen live. Um, and yeah, the provisional topic because 
we didn't really have much else to talk about was have you ever seen a ghost and I've never experienced Joe Branson so angry he's so annoyed that we had gone off topic because he wasn't in control of the podcast it was just me and Jay and he was furious that the topic we had chosen was you can't do ghosts because people like to listen to us talk about boutique amps that nobody has heard about why don't you talk about those I do really like talking about guitars on the guitar podcast that we do also have you ever seen a ghost (laughs) I mean, I, it, I'm, I'm split on that one because I love Patrick Swayze more than anything else. <laughs> You've seen the movie Ghost, but yeah. have you ever seen yeah. a ghost? Well, I've seen Patrick Swayze he in the movie Ghost. ghost. Yeah, yeah. All right, calm down. I'm spoilers. Yeah, yeah no, no, no spoilers for the podcast spoilers. either, but it was actually a really good one. Um, I, I enjoyed it. And, I enjoyed um, myself. Yeah, we, thanks to everyone that joined in. Um, and yeah, just another shout out for, for Patreon, really. Like, if you want to, we're doing a bunch of cool stuff. We're doing obviously the live things. Um, which you can join in on from the $1 tier. Uh, and yeah, you can listen to the podcast live as we do it. Submit questions. You can talk on the podcast if you want. You can be part of it. Um, you can ask us questions about guitars or <laughs> about supernatural no, encounters. No, no. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's preferably a... supernatural encounters. No. Pretty much every other Sunday at eight o'clock UK time, we're going to be doing Guitar Nerds Live. Unless so, we've got something better. To unless be we've doing. got something else going on, which yeah. we did when we had the London Guitar Show. But yeah. as a, a kind of uh, consequence of that, we've also started another series which gets released on fridays mm. only on patreon the the, the question hole the which question has been hole. pointed out we missed a wonderful oh, opportunity it was suggested it, we call it the ask hole um but <laughs> <laughs> there's still time no i think we need to maybe keep it as the question hole well basically uh, we got a whole bunch of questions when i asked for them on facebook i like so. it i like it being the question hole because there's the sort of subtle suggestion yeah. of the ask hole yeah. without it being just a full <laughs> ask hole yeah 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 you just do a glimpse into the ask hole but it's the just, question it's hole. the question just hole. don't look directly at it no <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure that this is PG-13. Anyway, anyway this uh, this week we're going to be talking about some cool things because... Have you ever seen a ghost? So, <laughs> after, <laughs> so inspired by uh, the topic of Have You Ever Seen a Ghost, after we finished recording the podcast, I uh, watched Halloween for the first okay, time. Nice. Never seen it. So basically, Patrick Swayze's not in it. He's not, not worth that, watching. No, no. So basically, right after the podcast finished, Halloween 2018 came on. Uh, okay. came on, And I've ne- I hadn't seen that. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I need to have seen... The original Halloween. To, so I just stopped, I, went back, found Halloween on demand, right. and uh, and I watched that. And I tell you what, people talk a lot about John Carpenter being, you know, good movie soundtrack artist. They're right. Yeah, he's Whew. the bloody best. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the that that like. Well, that wasn't John Carpenter, but oh, who's yeah. that? Oh, that's uh, that was uh, John Michel Jarre. Yeah, no, it wasn't John Michel Jarre. Oh wait, which was, oh, no, Evangel- no, it's Mike Oldfield. Oh yeah, Tubular, yeah, Tubular yeah, yeah. Bells. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's spooky. But then there's also just the spook, the really spooky bits where he just like holds whatever Arp Odyssey or something that he's holding. I assume you know what the what the synth is, Matt. But uh, there's bits where he's just I, like I holding the. This like really horrible noise for absolutely ages. It sounded bloody I mean, lovely. The best, the best one is definitely the thing that has got some of the best. Oh my god, what a fantastic uh, movie! Is yeah, well. that was that. And I watched that Kurt again recently. I watched that recently for the first time, and that's really good. But Kurt, basically, uh, well, Kurt Russell, destroyer of Martins. Yeah, yes. vintage Martin. Yeah, 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 totally. That's but, why you'll never see a vintage Martin in a film again. No, that's it. They said done. they would never ever loan a guitar out to anyone ever again. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, um, but yeah, basically, what I want is uh, great 
I want recommendations of movies with really good sound design. That's Ooh, what I'm into. Okay. Uh, Mark I and I have asked for that on the podcast before. Have I? You know? yeah. A little while ago, we watched the Barbarian Sound Studio with Toby Jones, yep. and that movie was absolutely fantastic in terms of sound design. Uh-huh. Really, really creepy. The ultimate tape delay in that he basically rigs up the entire room with the tape. Yeah, pulls it out from one side and then sticks a load of pencils in the wall and then runs the tape around the entire length of the that room and then back into the absolutely tape. Absolutely it's, so, it's so good. It's so, so good. Basically, the movie is about Toby Jones, uh, who was kind of... His his real job was like BBC nature uh, sound design artist. Right. And he gets hired as, to do the sound design for like this Italian horror B-movie. And uh, it's just like he's he does all this weird stuff. Things start going awry. It's really good. Right. Oh, it's that really sounds good. amazing. But yeah, oh, that's the sort just... of thing that I want is like weird sound design. Oh, okay, awesome. Well, this uh, this week, speaking of weird sound design, no, it's not really. I can't segue. I still can't <laughs> do it. But uh, we, we've uh, we've actually received a, a load of cool stuff because it's G O T Y. It's Gear of the Year is around the corner. We are we are a month away from uh, Gear of the Year. Uh, two thousand and uh, what year are we in? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So we're we are we are a month away from Gear of the Year two thousand nineteen, which means we're being sent loads of uh, loads of cool things for um for us to consider for the podcast. So Mark, your computer's <laughs> taken off. It's, it, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought like someone had left the tap on in my kitchen or something. My computer but... has just decided to sound like an airplane taking off, and also now the mouse doesn't move. <laughs> it's okay, um, Mark. You don't need that computer. Gonna... It's fine. It's fine. You don't need it. I'm going to reset and see what Anyway, happens. so yeah, we've been uh, we've been sent a load of cool stuff and and whilst we are considering it all for gear of the year, we want to talk about it as we as we get it. So we've got some uh we've got some cool stuff from uh, Dusky Electronics um and from Hello Sailor Effects as well and we we're, we're going to talk a, a little bit more about some of the Fender effects later in the podcast. But first of all, Matthew Knight, you've actually made some music. I know. I know it's 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 a rare thing. It's so rare that I put um, I put a track on SoundCloud and then realised the last time I put something on there was five years ago. Oh, there we um, go. So, you know, keep up this. Have an album. Never. 50 years um, time. 50 years time. So you've actually um, you've put, you've put this out uh, on SoundCloud. You linked it in the uh, in the Guitar Nerds Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum, uh, where you can check it out, listener, if you want to. Matt and I put a link there. And uh, and, and essentially, it's it, the entire thing is created via guitar. Yeah, it's. do you know what? It was interesting. So I, I had a holiday last week. Um, shock horror. I actually got some time off. Um, and I decided to do something meaningful with every day that I had the day off. And one day I went to my friend's studio. Um, so he's based in a writing room at Air Studios in North London. And he is a kind of programmer and sound designer. Um, he was actually my guitar teacher at BIM. And um, he's done a bunch of other stuff. But he got really into modular synths about two or three years ago um and yeah we were just sort of around his and he's sort of been teaching me the, the sort of basics of modular synthesis and trying to understand it a little bit more and was running me through some of the modules that he had and one of them was this crazy sequencer where effectively it always cycles through a random set of eight notes you pick the eight notes in a scale and it will cycle through them randomly but then it's got um it's what was it called it was called the turing machine and what you do is when you find a bit of the sequence you like you turn this control and it freezes the last four notes 
Um, so if you'd like, because obviously modular synthesis, the sound tends to evolve over time. Um, so you can kind of freeze frame little bits. And we just sort of captured this little bit and we were sort of jamming on it for a bit. And we were like, oh, sh-. and then all of a sudden, a couple of hours later, this kind of track emerged from it. But what was funny is he was like, you should play the guitar parts um, because I know you don't get a lot of chance to sort of sit down and record guitar and you know, I'll, I'll do the, I'll kind of do the production and, and mix it a little bit. So I did all the guitar parts. And then after two or three hours of recording all the parts, realized we were still plugged directly into the modular synth. And I was like, this sounds amazing. Literally might as well just sack everything off, buy a modular synth, just plug my guitar straight into it. So was your guitar triggering modular synth sound? Well, what was it? What's interesting is because you have to change you have to up the line level um for a modular synthesizer or you have to up the level for a modular synthesizer because the guitar pickup sound is not hot enough to yeah. drive a module and effectively no all you're doing is using that as the audio source to run through a filter and then you're then sending that filtered sound out into everything else so um we were basically sending it into an envelope filter then we were sending that into a distortion pedal and then we were sending that well into a distortion module and then sending that into a reverb module um and then sending that into an effects loop and then we were running into a, an h9 and uh, yeah no amp modeling like actually nothing um in terms of amp modeling it was just straight into to that and then straight out into logic it was really bizarre it was a bizarre experience and it's just like oh and it was just kind of made me appreciate kind of actually recording some music and not being tied down to all the gear that I've got at home because you get so used to all the pedals and amps and the sounds you get at home you never really kind of experiment with anything well, I'm kind of I'm part I'm part upset that I'm the 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 record is not you getting to use the ungiggable rig but also you know sort of I mean it's pretty ungiggable wonderful... <laughs> it's dofa monster case it's like the biggest um euro rack case you can buy it's got about 80 modules in it Crikey. um so <laughs> Um, but the great thing is, is that you can, um, you know, people do actually meet up for these like crazy modular synth jams. But one thing I thought was brilliant was we patched in this, we patched in this sequence and we had it going, we recorded it. And then when we pulled all the leads out, we were like, that's it. Well, it will never, ever say it will never, ever patch that same sound in again. Mate, you can recreate that in plugins. No time, no problem. I'll do it for no you. No problem. 50 quid. Uh, <laughs> Just boss SY1, you know, just all the synth sounds from there. Might as well just plug straight into that. Um, so, but yeah, Matt, are, was... you, are you suggesting that du- essentially during this, you were the uh, the Robert Fripp and uh, Toby was the Brian Eno? Yes, that's it. that's exactly what I'm suggesting. And it was cool. glorious. Nice. Oh, wonderful. Um, but yeah, no, also just had a bit of fun with the Eventide H9 and kind of exploring some of the sort of weirder apps in there. Um, he's got like a Fernandez sustainer guitar, so we were using that for a little bit as well. We were doing a bit where I was sort of like holding a couple of notes and then he was like tweaking the filter in real time on the Eurorack. Um, so it sort of got me down this sort of dangerous rabbit hole of going, God, I really need some like Eurorack modules now to like patch into the rest of my system. So <laughs> that, that feels I like, don't need any pedals. If, I just need Eurorack. It feels like the end goal for the ungiggable rig is that like you're eventually going to have something where you don't even need to like touch a guitar or touch a keyboard or anything. You're just going to have like an LFO going and that, uh, no, sorry, yeah, like an oscillator, like a noise generator, and then you're just going to plug it into the synth and that'll be it. What but did, that, I mean, uh, what that's, did... that is the great thing about modular synths is that once you've got, you don't even really need a keyboard for the sequencer. You can just tell it to like trigger a bunch of random notes. Yeah. And then that, that's it. You're there. 
What did a Game Changer release this year that was a Euro rack? It was, it was just the, the plasma head wrapper in rack form, yeah. In rack form, but it's not Euro rack because it's not like patchable. Um, because obviously what a Euro rack is doing is sending voltages out from different points to isn't it, trigger other points. It's 500 in, series though, isn't it? So it fit in like a Euro rack spacing. Uh, no, it's normal 19 oh, is it? Uh, okay, well, inch rack unit. Oh, yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. I, that seems weird. I'm it's not sure Euro rack. I'm sure I've seen one that's like 500 series size. It was a um, collaboration with Oh yeah, because they've done a couple. Called, I can't remember what their name is. I'm going to find it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have uh, they they have done oh, a couple yes. of things. Plasma Euro rack. Let's have a look. Uh, no, wait. Oh, I'm sure it, because when Jan and I went to the uh, Brighton synth meetup yep, or no, whatever it was, I can see it. The plasma drive. They definitely do do a synth uh, a Euro rack version of it. Yeah, cool. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's I, it. It's a collaboration with uh, Erica since who. Oh yeah, were, they were there. Oh, they nice. were at the Brighton Modular meet, yes. and that's when I saw this live. And uh, to be oh, honest, cool. you know, it looks cool on a pedal board, but can you imagine a whole like wall of 500 series Eurorack stuff? Yeah, with and, I mean, the it, plasma tube going. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like yeah, it's just it looks like a mad science experiment. The great thing is about kind of Eurorack for guitar players is that you know you can get some kind of crazy experimentation if you can drive the, the the level up to plug it in i mean it's it's basically like patchable the ultimate patchable set of guitar effects yeah because there's so much that you can you can do um the thing that gets me as well is how affordable it is i mean obviously you have to buy quite a lot of euro rack stuff um but you know it's like you know i see it come up on reverb all the time like used I don't know, whatever, draw a drive section or something. They're like twenty quid, and you can just chuck one in there and like see how it sounds. Yeah, it I mean, the thing is, that get rid the, of it. This this kind of area is expanding so quickly, and there's so many designers out there doing so much crazy stuff, both digital and and analog. And it's a shame there was a company, and I actually saw them at Nam last year, and I asked them about it called Pittsburgh Modular, who made a guitar pedal board. That was basically a, a modular case, yeah. Uh, but it had a guitar input, so it converted everything into um, the right level for, for Eurorack. And they were like, oh, "It just wasn't very, very popular." But since we discontinued it, like loads of guitar players want one. Yeah, of course. I'm like, you definitely need to start making it again. Um, and yeah, I think it was quite cool being able to actually use guitar effects pedals with it because um, you can just get a send and return. And he actually had a spring tank, an actual um, like Acutronics spring tank and had that patched into it in the like was it in like 500 series housing no no he just bought the spring tank and it's got the kind of send and return cables and then it's got a send and return module and then was just patching the audio through the send and return module and it was going straight into the spring tank matty how long is it before you get into analog video synthesis that's my thing it's like that since we went to that that modular meetup and there was people doing video synthesis there that's blown my mind and it's so weird because it's on like old crt like tvs and it's just like different colors and stuff no offense if you know if anyone's listening who does video synthesis it looks rubbish but it also (laughs) looks very intriguing yeah. Like I think that, if you it's one of those things if you were on the inside of it you'd uh, you'd understand it. Well basically it like, looked like you have to do a lot of work to essentially create something that looks like you've just got an old like VHS that's a bit yeah, broken. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could create that with like a, a preset in uh in, in Adobe Premiere. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's not the point though, is it? That's no, the of plugins. course, of course, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, go on, Matt. 
I was going to say with with all of this, the one thing is it's made me realise I need to do some more music. So yeah. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and make it like a weekly thing. We're going to try and uh, meet up once once a week, once every couple of weeks, and actually try and try and put something out there. Just uh, you know, just on a serious note here, you know, just in terms of like my mental health and mental well being, actually sitting down and doing some music for the first time in ages and kind of not having to think about work made me really appreciate how lucky we all are to actually like be able to like play an instrument and how good it is and how nice it makes you feel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, doing a bit of music was like, oh, this is exactly what I needed to do on my time off. So, Well, in, in an effort to really limit the amount of time you have to do that, Matt, of course, I haven't spoken to you about this yet, but we will be soon launching the, the second series of the, uh, the Friday specials uh, where me and Matt will, uh, will be talking to other people. And, and we've actually got the, um, the very fella who created uh, Game Changer Audio, Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. coming I in. Oh, no, he's doing yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's coming over to the UK. So me and Matt are gonna gonna do a little bit of a podcast with him about all the all the cool stuff that they've done because they're such an incredibly innovative company that have kind of come out of nowhere. And of course, you know, we've spoken about it a ton a ton of times. They're sort of really humble beginnings in the basement of Nam on a on their mates uh, trumpet like trumpet the, stand, the yeah. yeah the brass stand or whatever. exactly yeah. and the popularity of that pedal <laughs> and the, the plus the pedal fa- yeah the, the fact that the plus pedal hit every single major sort of news outlet for guitars mm. that year and did so well and it then led on to that company just seeking out rather than looking to expand their line they ex- they look to find innovative ways to it's it's less about what the effect is and more about how they achieve it so you know the Obviously, the plus pedal is a is a freeze pedal, but in a very innovative way of delivering that effect via the uh, the piano yeah. uh, foot pedal. And mm-hmm. then you have the the plasma drive, which is a a drive fuzz pedal, but you know with that exposed sort of lightning bolt of electricity yeah. creating the sound v- visually. You can like of, get you've got a visual representation exactly, of it, but yeah. also that sounds being created via really organic sound degradation because of that sort of gap in the in the circuit. And mm. and you know they they seem to seek that out throughout. So yeah, I, I think a really interesting company to talk to. So that'd be, be really the, cool. I hope yeah. he uh turns you into something. Yeah. Like, you know I, I assume he can do that, like you know, like uh, what, like a wizard. He's like a wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. I, f- I figure that's how these these products get made is right. with you know, magic. Other yeah, magic souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled cool. into the pedals. Yeah, I'm 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 up for that. I read a lot of high fantasy. Yeah, Hi. I mean, is there any any high fantasy where guitar pedals are involved? <laughs> no, not often. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, anyway, Joe's working on a no. Joe's just high. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Joe's high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the podcast title. Uh, yes, yeah, so it probably will be. Jay Cross, you actually played a Halloween special show this week. You played bass. Uh, yeah, yeah, you play bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not the surprising bit about it. I would say the surprising bit about it is I played a gig, not that I played yeah. bass. You play, you play gigs occasionally, and you have I a do. lovely bass guitar. Which I do, like. yeah, I do. And actually, we we talked we talked about this very briefly on the uh, live podcast, the live podcast that we did last night. GNL. So. Uh, no, oh, GNL live. Not not a GNL. That's not what he plays. You mean Guitar Nerds Live? Oh yeah. Oh, GNL, not G and L. GNL live. G, G, okay. Hang on. Oh no! <laughs> I've done this whole again of. Uh... Anyway, anyway. Uh, ATM yeah. machine. Yes. ATM. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. I played a show. I played a. I did a Distillers covers band for oh, Halloween. That's fantastic. Um, what wonderful band to do a cover of. Yeah. So 
basically my mate suggested that we do it and i was like oh yeah i love the i love the distillers what a great band like that'd be a really fun thing to do and then uh listen to the songs i was like oh no i i like those two songs and i don't know any of the other sort like i don't know anything else basically uh so we played those two songs and uh after like the second practice it, it all kind of came out that basically everyone had agreed to do this but nobody really knew the distillers that well except for city of angels and drain the blood um so <laughs> we we all had to like learn loads of stuff but no it was it was really fun uh i had a good time uh it um i used an ampeg portaflex 350 well that was gonna be we all knew what uh what Basically, we're going to play. It's yeah, of course. So I use my American, American standard, standard yeah, yeah. Olympic white. The, so the bass amp was the an Ampeg Portaflex, and I've I've just never got on with them. Have you never got on with them? No, I See, never the, liked them. The thing about those Portaflexes, I actually think they sound great. It's just that they break. It's well, not. They, it's not that the sound is any problem. You, you, uh, I, t- I tell you what, I I was always on the fence. I always thought they sounded absolutely fine. There was no problem with them. I didn't yeah. especially love them. I didn't hate them. They were perfectly good, sort of you know solid state amplifiers there was no problem with the sound of them and then um juan audret toured the uh nocturnica tour for mars volta playing two of the 500 series yeah through through four four tens and it was like well i mean so like he, he's the greatest bass player of all time and right. he was using a he was using two port flexes yeah well, and and everything and it sounded good and everything. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I just I've never been able to get get a good sound out of them, and I and I don't really know why. You and can't I can't drive them very well, but they they've got a good sort of presence. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their brand new Ruby Alnico guitar speaker, purpose built to create rich, beautiful vintage tones. The Ruby oozes a richly musical warmth with mellow highs and a smooth, sophisticated mid-range that always seems to sound just right. The classic Alnico speaker shape and lush, deep red colour ensures Ruby really looks the part in your cab and guarantees that no one could possibly mistake this remarkable new guitar speaker's family history. Check out Celestian's new Ruby at retailers including Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebeloud in Spain, plus Gear for Music, Toman and The Back Shop. And in the USA, you can buy through retailers like Sweetwater, Musician's Friends, AMS, Pass Express, Loudspeakers Plus, and of course Amazon. And for more details, check out Celestian.com. Now we should dive. Uh, we should, we should, we should do some uh, mailbag stuff because we have received some really uh, cool things. In You've the already post spoiled this that week. though. You did that in the intro. Well, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking that at the time. I was like, "You're not going to be able to do." Whoa, the- whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. There's a jingle here. Mailbag. There you go. You know, there was oh, the you jingle. did it. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I got that in. I got that in. That was enough time to get it in. Anyway, so we've been sent a handful of things. the The first thing I want to I want to talk about is uh, the Hello Sailor um, pedal that we yeah. uh, that that we've received. We actually uh, we we got this uh, from Joe from Hello Sailor at. Um, Leagues, leagues at London the London International, International Guitar, Guitar Show. Show. Yeah, that's right. Because Joe also bought um, the uh, the Gibson Melody Maker. Yeah, so that, that I was saying. you were saying there's a bit of a story. So before we get onto the pedal, yeah, Joe from Hello Sailor bought the uh, 
Gibson 65? Uh, 60. Well, that's actually part of the story. Okay. 61. So in he bought it from you on in, your, your stand. In 1961, Gibson, no one died. Gibson were making... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Have you ever the, seen a ghost? Gibson made the the first double pickup single cut um, melody makers. Yes. Now with these, they they had the uh, they had the serial number stamped in the back. Now, whoever owned this bass changed uh, guitar. these guitars. Sorry, that changed the uh, the pickups, the two single coils for two P nineties. They also changed the bridge out for a you know one with compensating sas- yeah. saddles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they'd also painted the is, the bass has it definitely the guitar so the guitar do i keep saying <laughs> yeah, bass yeah, yeah. has it definitely been refinished because we were struggling to work that out so we? this is this is part of of actually the okay. story yes yes it had been someone had tried to return sort of the um the edges and the back of the neck and everything to black whilst leaving a burst in the middle yeah. so what what joe has done since he's owned it is taken all that uh, uh taken all that finish you messing with your mic, Coach? Eh? Sorry, it was. Wow. It, it just wasn't right, and now okay. it is. Okay, good. Um, it's taken all that finish off because the original ones you could see the wood grain, and of course you couldn't on that. Ah, and of okay. course the serial number was also below that. Yeah, level yeah, of yeah. Paint. So, so Joe has very carefully removed all of that horrible black spray paint from, right. from the instrument to return it to its uh, its uh, its original state. Okay. Um, he's also going to put one of the proper original wraparound bridges on there. But one of the things he's discovered since uncovering the serial number is it's actually a 1960. Wow. Which is amazing because those melody makers weren't even made for the whole of the year in 1960. Can we charge format. him more? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, he owes you some money. He owes you some more money. Yeah, yeah evidently. So evidently. the P90s are definitely not original. There would have been those single coils. Yes, that, they would yeah. have been single coils. And actually, uh, in the pictures that he's he's uh, he's sent, sort of where he's taken everything off, they've they've been they've really sort of butchered everything. <laughs> 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 and, and then the pictures of the guitar that yeah, he sent yeah. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> He's. Uh, <laughs> you can really see that the. Um, you can really see the wood grain. <laughs> you can. Uh, sorry, yes, Joe. Yeah, sorry. You can really see that uh, that it's it's been kind of those those pickups have really been carved in there without much sort of love and attention. Yeah, yeah. To the, Just a chisel of, job. Yeah, really, really is. But um, but. <laughs> <laughs> for goodness sake but but what is super cool is that yeah it's a it's a 1960 which uh, uh gibson only made those guitars for maybe six months in that wow. year so it's a it's a super cool super rare you know yeah yeah really, nice. really cool guitar anyway we actually got uh we got given a drive pedal by by joe from hello sailor that day and is it a drive pedal though well it's uh it's it's a dual gain stage pedal yeah yeah but, so from plugging it in earlier, because we, we spent a few minutes with it. Um, well, we spent a decent amount of time there, five, you know, 10 or 15 minutes running through it. It's important to point out the sort of uh, the nature of Hello Sailor effects as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say is, you know, this particular one didn't, it doesn't actually drive that much. Even with kind of like, oh, you know, controls on full and stuff, it, it didn't seem to be, I mean, it was pushing the amp and it was kind of more of a make gooder, I would suggest. Yeah. Than a um than a full on like drive you know it definitely wasn't getting anywhere near like fuzz or distortion no, territory. No, no, it's incredibly transparent. Yeah, yeah. So so almost a boost, but but uh very yeah very dynamics enhancing. 
Yeah. It's, pedal. To me, it sounds like a make gooder, like a nice kind of preampy front endy kind of. It thing. was exactly that. I didn't want to turn it off after I turned it on, yeah, sort of thing. Definitely, it, was, it, it sort of made everything sort of zing, which yeah. was great. Like a nice amount of treble boost in there, and and obviously a, a lovely amount of sort of dynamics being increased as you sort of raise the the dual volume controls. A very cool pedal. But Hello say they have a really interesting ethic behind their sort of uh, how they produce pedals because they don't do a sort of set line of effects at yeah. all. They do, as far as I'm aware, Joe does some circuits that you can request. So if you say, I want, you know, the pedal that sounds like the one that we've got, yes, you can absolutely get that. But you can also say, oh, I want it in this shape box and I want it this colour on it and I want this kind of transfer on it. He'll do pretty much any artwork that you want. If you can find, from what I understand, if you can find a picture of it, it seems it can be on the pedal. Um, and yeah, any finish, uh, you can have the knobs. Any chassis, yeah. yeah. You have the knobs, any style that you want. I think you can change the lights and stuff on there. Um, the one that we've got has got like a big jewel light on it, hasn't it? Like yeah, a and Fender it's pink, which, uh, which is exactly yeah. right up our street. This is the Anchor Drive is, right. the, is the pedal that we've got. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So again, yeah, you can. I think you can request this the effect that you want, uh, and then he'll basically build a kind of bespoke case for you. To but what an original and unique way of of kind of doing effects in 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 the sense that they're completely one off. Yeah, um, and and you know, <laughs> there's no there's no. It means that even if you're going to get a pedal that's the same as someone else's, you can have it in a completely a completely unique chassis. I think that's an incredibly cool way of, of having a business model. Yeah, I'm into it. Into it in a big way. And I thought it sounded very good. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think it would fill definitely that kind of make gooder um, vibe. And, you know, at the the top end, it, it starts to break up a little bit, but I do think it's kind of an enhancer rather than, you know, a tone-destroying fuzz monster. A hundred percent. Speaking of fuzz, the other pedal that uh, we received this week was the Dusky Electronics Hypatia. Hypatia. Is it Hypatia? Have we looked at how, to, how it's pronounced? No, I just like... Just making it all fancy in that. No, I th- I'm pretty sure that the the way you pronounce that word is Hypatia. That, that does sound legitimate. <clears throat> I'm going to have a look. I, I'm, 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 I'm up for that. Etymology. Anyway, so we're speaking to the guys at Dusky Electronics because, of course, we, we contacted them for Gear of the Year. And they had they have a distributor in the UK in Break the Machine, who are oh, one of my favourite like effect pedal places in the UK. What a wonderful company Break the Machine are. You guys have all checked out Break the Machine as yeah. a website. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. listeners, you absolutely have to check out breakthemachine.co.uk if you haven't already. It's a it's a wonderful website to find all sort of the weirdest boutique stuff you possibly can. I think as a company, they do a fantastic job of getting in all that stuff from, uh, you know, from specifically the US that we don't necessarily always get access to over here. Hypatia um, is how you pronounce it. Oh, thank you. Com- I mean, comes, that's, that's literally what I said. Comes from uh, the Greek mathematician and philosopher. She worked in Alexandria and invented the astrolabe. I guess that's how that's pronounced. Amongst other things, she was murdered by rampaging Christians because she was a pagan. There, oh, we, go. there we go. I mean, yeah, nice. like, just like to point out exactly how I said yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I just never um, heard that before. I, the interesting thing about this brand is I only know them because of the amp they make. Go and on. I sort of knew they they um, they made uh, pedals, but it's all, I'm sure it's just because I've seen the amp a few times at trade shows. But they make an amp called the D2O, um, which is one of the coolest looking amps out there i think it's kind of like a bent mesh metal chassis it looks a bit like a kind of victory style but it's got a very weird graphic which is actually 
part of the metal framework, but just a super simple volume bass, middle, treble cut. Um, it kind of looks like like the um, designs on it and stuff, and their logo look like you might see them on the side of like Evil Knievel's bike or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's got that that kind of vibe about it. But the amp is a two six L six thirty two watt, um, sort of like awesome kind of American single channel amp so that's how i actually know them but i I sort of knew they do pedals but i've never really checked them out properly tell you what this is the first pedal in a long time where i've plugged it in not had to do very much and gone that sounds absolutely incredible It, it does in a in a market where you know everything's a drive pedal everything's a fuzz pedal you know there's like so much choice it's been a long time since i plugged something in and went that just works straight away. And I think actually, unlike you, Joe, I preferred it on the lower gain settings. Yeah. Where it was almost doing kind of like kind of Keith Richards sort of like pushed amp. Um, you know, we were running it through Jay's, well, it's Princeton you've got, isn't it, down there? Yeah. Princeton. Um, and it was like just pushing that really like in a really organic sounding way. Um, and it for me, it wasn't even, you know, they describe it as a fuzz overdrive distortion. For me, it performed best when it was doing overdrive. Definitely. I, th- I think it's rare that you experience a pedal that can do all three of those. Yeah. It was as organically as it as it could. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they say distortion, but it doesn't go up to kind of, you know, it's not doing like metal zone sounds or anything like no. that. It's going, It's a real cool rock and roll pedal that will do, uh, yeah, kind of like, like I say, like Keith Richards-y, chimey yeah, kind of absolutely. overdrive. But the same, at the same, at the other end of it, I was pushing... Uh, the meat control that it has on there, pushing and, uh, the meat. Yeah, I was pushing the meat, and uh, and and I was, <laughs> I was able to to create some real sort of Queens of the Stone Age style, um, a sort of a melody fuzz, as it were. So you know, sort of really gated style fuzz at the yeah. at the top end of the yeah, pedal. I d- I just love the fact that it was one pedal that sounded great for that, and then sounded absolutely fantastic when you were playing sort of cheesy rock licks on it yeah you know. you know, but i, I didn't mean I do. that i didn't i didn't mean that negatively i, I mean it was fantastic that that pedal could do all of those things so i really it's very hard to get excited about drive pedals anymore yeah and uh this was a really really cool really cool pedal the thing i normally have with pedals that say they can do like over like overdrive and fuzz is that generally they're like quite dark sounding because actually you know the fuzz is the thing that they're going for and they want that thick kind of stonery doom yeah. kind of fuzz this actually doesn't sound like that this uh, i no, thought you'd actually, have to max it out to get that yeah this actually kind of opened the amp up quite a bit and you know i keep going back to the kind of keith richards thing but that is what it sounded like to me that kind of um you know we had single cores through i was just using jay's mustang um and it, it <laughs> it's so good that every time we're trying things out we're trying them through a mustang and a princeton yeah yeah are, yeah yeah fender in it. really not a it's, not a great it's the only sort thing of, that's allowed in this house yeah, there's no I know, other I know. we're talking about got, i've got even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've got other guitars. You've got Fender pajamas, you know, Fender I don't actually. chopping board. I do have a Fender chopping board. Surely the pajamas are on their way, right? I, I was actually toying with the idea of ordering the Fender Christmas jumper. Yeah. Um, oh, you today. showed me. To, you I showed did. Me that earlier. I did. I was texting Joe, and I I showed him the Christmas jumper. It looks really good. We are like, we're we're almost out, and I'm I've been like, saying, what? Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like selling. We, oh yeah, we've sold loads. We've sold loads, and we kept a few <laughs> back for um. For the website, and I've been like, oh, maybe I want one. Maybe I don't. Oh no, I don't really like Christmas. And then like, I know if I don't get it, I'm going to regret it. So. Did you say I don't really like Christmas? No, I don't really like Christmas jumpers. Oh, right, I just okay, think fine. that. But like, I will regret it if I don't buy it. But then again, also, my pe- my my parents already think I'm like a total company man because all I do whenever I go around to their house, I'm wearing Fender clothes, Fender tracksuit, Fender yeah, pullovers. Anyway, that's you know, sorry, bye bye. Um, so yeah, I'm really into this. Um, this. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about gear of the year stuff um, in the last 24 hours, thinking about what we're going to do preparations wise for, you know, when do we test stuff? What are we going to test? Um, this is looking promising it's, for me. It's actually kind of irrelevant this year because we know the Mariposa is going to win everything. Well, I mean, there is that. But don't forget, we're doing categories slightly different this year. So mm, it's a little true. bit more of a kind of mixed bag. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I like this a lot. Speaking of Jay being a company man, so I'm going for a second. <laughs> <here. laughs> uh, I, 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 Jay, Jay lent me a couple of weeks ago the uh, Fender reflecting pool, which we have spoken about, but we've spoken about in a very uh, sort of general sense of Jay talking about the pedal, what it does, and introducing it and its price point, etc., etc. But, but now having actually sat down and played it, and wanting to kind of talk to you, listener, from a a, a perspective of of just like and like an effects pedal from 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 any brand regardless of the fact that jay works for fender the reflecting pool is absolutely banging like really really good i'm going to be really pushing it for gear of the year this year so it's a it's 299 british pounds i think roughly on I, the uh, uh it's a, around it's, that sort of price i don't think it's that much no it's really, really? Than wow. that. okay yeah, yeah. even even better is it's certainly the most expensive fender pedal that they've that they've put out and i was kind of like yeah this is cool all the fender pedals seem really good but um what the fender pedals have kind of seemed to me is um perfectly good versions of things that are already there so certainly if uh, if you wanted that look and that chassis and to and to buy into fender then fender do a version of all these things that they're already on the market the reflecting pool seems it is comes across as like here here's fender doing their sort of strymony thing which everyone has it's absolutely fantastic like yeah. a really really good experimental um weird atmospheric pedal i'm it, 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 how, how much is it jay sort of roughly like 250 quid right <sighs> 
Yeah. I mean, uh, just looking on Google Shopping, there's some that are a bit cheaper than that. But yeah, they're like 250 that quid on Fender.com. That's a very good price for a pedal that does this much. Certainly having the, it, it's it's a, a three foot switch uh, delay reverb. So you've got one foot switch dedicated to tap and then one for, you know, the on off for the reverb, one on off for the delay. And then you've got the, each of those works on the reverb and the delay has toggles between different kind of presets. Um, the important one for the, for the reverb is the special, which is uh, which is your uh, shimmer. Yeah. So basically, thing. there's there's three um, there's three uh, different positions, yeah. and in each in each position, there's three different styles of reverbs. So there's hall, and then you've got large hall, small hall, medium hall, room, which is large room, small room, medium hall, etc. And then uh, on the special, you've got uh, a shimmer. And I think the shimmer sounds really good. Very good. Um, a there, reverse? There is a, uh, well, actually, it's it's like a gated reverb. Ah. But the one of the quirks of it is if you turn the, um, the level knob and the extra control all the way clockwise yeah then you get a revert like a reverse That's gated reverb finding with it's, it, yeah. that is really cool really really, really cool. interesting and then the other one is a modulated reverb which again i think sounds really and, nice. and it can be a really hard <laughs> gate as well you can mm-hmm. use it for some real sort of like volume swelling like sort of Jimi hendrix guitar solo yeah. in reverse style effects so i thought uh, it's yeah, I mean, really cool. The I, shimmer I, obviously appeals the most. Yeah, but. I really like. I really, really like the reflecting pool. Re- I think it's amazing. So basically, it's, it's it's a lot of people have thought. Well, you know, Fender already do the marine layer reverb and the mirror image delay. Yeah, why are you just putting it in the same box? And it's like it's not. It's not just those two pedals. They've been engineered from the ground up. It's a totally new reverb, totally new delay, based on the same DSP engine as the uh, as the. Um, the tree verb, which loads right. of people have been raving about, yeah, and the course. pinwheel as well, which is the uh, the Leslie emulator. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, ju- I just think it sounds really, really good. Very um, good. So the the delay side as well has. Uh, oh, sorry. I no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the, the delay side sounds more authentic coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> it splits between uh, digital, analog, and tape. Obviously, that's that's relatively standard. But what I really like is you've got those modulation controls with the sort of with the rate and the depth on the on the modulation of the of the reverb as well and especially on tape like it can sound a bit too much on analog and certainly too much on digital but on the on the tape setting you can get that really gorgeous sort of vintage warble that you would get off of a space echo and i I was just i was very impressed with the like actually sitting down and spending some time and just sort of playing some guitar with this pedal at the sort of authenticity of the of specifically the tape side of that delay and blending it with that um, uh, with the shimmer style reverb, I was like, "Well, this is post rock in a box, sounding absolutely fantastic." Probably for you know almost less money than most other things on the market offering the same sort of thing. Sure, a lot of the other competition in sort of the higher end will offer like a digital screen and a lot more presets than are available here. But what this is, it's kind of a cut down example of everything that you need if you want ambient sounds. Uh, I I absolutely couldn't fault it. I, I sort of turned it on expecting to be like, this is fine. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And kind of I, I kind of figured that later, when I like I left like, it with you. I yeah. thought you were like, no, I'm not sure he's going to like this. But well, hmm. I just do you know what? I almost didn't try it out because yeah. I was kind of like, I know what this pedal is going to be. Yeah, 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 I'm happy talking about it from a sort of outsider's perspective, and we obviously do that with some gear. But this, I sort of actually finally got around to sitting down with, and then yeah, like 45 minutes later, I sort of found myself like being like, oh. 
I should probably stop. Yeah. Stop playing. <laughs> so, if you, you know, even Emma, my girlfriend, came in and was like, oh, this sounds really good. Like, you know, from her office across the way. And, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, really fantastic pedal. Yeah. Um, you actually, actually, I didn't put this in the notes, but on an, on another note on the, on the, on the Fender pedals, you also left with me the, um, the Trapper Fuzz. No. Did I not leave you the fuzz? You did. I did leave you the you fuzz, did, but I didn't. I, I want didn't, to try the fuzz. Actually, I didn't the mess around one, with the trapper fuzz. Blake yet. from the Tone Mob has two. Has two. Yes. Uh, he, <laughs> of he he uh, he he. I managed to hook him up with with one. Well, with two actually. And uh, he yeah he he's really into it because he's really been into the pelt as well. Right. Which yeah. Is the the first, pelt is fantastic. The pelt's great. The trap is just a little bit different. And uh, but yeah, the one that the other one that I le- lent you was the pour over the envelope filter. Yes. Which <laughs> like whenever I sit down and play, I'm like, well, I don't I don't know. To use an envelope filter, so. I thought it was really good. I thought the uh, yeah the pour over was absolutely fantastic. I had loads of fun with it. I thought it worked especially well for bass. I thought it was very good that it had it has like a sort of treble cut, bass cut mm. switch on it, so you can get rid of that sort of guitar-y cut that mm-hmm. so many uh, envelope filters come with. That's, it works perfectly for bass for like an absolute funk machine. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I, I was. I was very into it. I've been trying to get into that sort of sound recently. In fact, do you know, after I used the pour over for some time and I was like, this is a fantastic envelope filter, really, really cool. I was like, well, I'm not going to use the, the pour over on my board, but my Boss MS3 does have like a T-Wah sort of sound in it. I was like, I'm going to mess around with this and try and find a sound. And again, uh, my girlfriend Emma came in from her office and she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> This sounds awful. Can you stop? I'm going to shut the door. And I was like, cool, okay. So people still don't like envelope filters. But that doesn't mean that I don't like envelope filters. Anyway, speaking about Fender, we actually we actually need to dive headfirst into some news. Can I actually talk about the uh, the biggest bit of news this week before we get into uh, you know some minor league news? You you can yes. Uh, I want to talk about the Black Star Misfits Three. I mean, I'm I can't believe that we've managed to probe after what two hundred and fifty episodes of this podcast. Two hundred and forty one. We've we've just crowbarred two Misfits references in into, into one. one episode. I know people <laughs> are waiting for the big news about the big sparkly new Fender products, but how about this? Listen, hear me out. Black Star Fly Three. Front panel, yeah. Misfits logo, love it. Top panel, yeah. Lime green, sort of with the Misfits logo on it. Literally no other changes <laughs> to a Fly Three. Wait, but it's, what? It's, got it's the not even. There's no even voicing changes. No, Literally I mean, no it's, it's other the changes. The, it's the same as the Def Leppard one that came yeah. out like a month ago. Yeah. Literally no other changes. Just it's got the Misfits logo on the front and on the top. Do, I mean, uh, do that- Misfits play Blackstar? Uh, pff, uh, who knows? Do they even I, use I, I, Unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, we well, again, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. So Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein, who's the guitar player. You love player. saying that name. Yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> he, uh, he's he got his own October guitars. Oh, he does. Guitar. Yes, um, I don't know what Ampy uses. I assume it's probably Blackstar. Um, Mark's just having a look there now. I mean, I'm just looking at pictures of old blokes, really. That's right. uh, kind of... Uh, <laughs> can't, I, I mean, there's literally no pictures where I can see their amps because I mean, they've got all I, sorts of other crazy stuff on the stage. I like the fact if you Google Doyle von Frankstein, like Google, I like add in the rest of the sentence, the first thing is workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the geezer is absolutely ripped. He's, yeah, really, yeah. he's I mean, ripped I, into I, oblivion. When I met him at Nam, and the dude is really tall and really ripped, I yeah. was like, it is absolutely ridiculous 
They it looks like they use Ampeg for bass, but I I can't see any pictures anywhere where I can see a guitar amp. Yeah, maybe well, he uses like Axe Effects or something. If, uh, if you can't imagine he uses Axe Effects. No, if you're a neither. big Misfits fan, then you know Black Star have got the home solution for you. Anyway, can we talk about? Let's talk about. <laughs> oh some, wait, wait! Oh, I found it. Oh god! He actually uses an Ampeg SVT. What, what Doyle does? Yeah. <laughs> What? He's like, he went, he did a rig rundown on Premier Guitar in 2013. I mean, said, fairly recent as far as I said, go. I like bottom, says Doyle. I don't like mid range. I want to feel it, which is why he swears by Ampeg SVT classic tube bass heads running 4x12 cabs. <laughs> and, and oh, and then his distortion comes from a Digitech hardwire yes. um, distortion pedal. That and, is the um... weirdest rig. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would make more sense to me if you went, yeah, he actually does use fly threes on stage. <laughs> if, so, if someone went, which of these two are the real rig that Doyle from Frankenstein uses? Is it a Black Star Fly 3? or is Misfits it logo. With a Misfits logo. Or is it an Ampeg SVT Classic with a hardwire distortion? <laughs> I'd probably choose the Black Star, if I'm honest. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Right. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about the most exciting thing that's happened. Literally, if you're listening to this on the uh, on the day it's come out, if you're listening to it on Patreon, then it's just happened. If you're listening to it on the uh, normal release, then it happened yesterday, or maybe some other time in the past. Or, or if you're not listening to it when it's been released, then this has already happened, and this is not news to you. Yeah. Uh, so the <laughs> uh, Fender have launched a new series of guitars, um, which is the American Ultra range. So the Ultra range sits um, up in the upper echelons of the uh, Fender catalog. So uh, replacing the Elite series. Um, and yeah, it's just a complete refresh of the line. Um I, I guess if we just go through the models bit by bit, or and then we can sort of touch on the spec here and there. So these are these are kind of this is like Fender's um, session musiciany. I guess yeah, it's uh, so kind of like the this is them in, super modern. So yeah, I mean in the we're way that have the like noiseless pickup, yeah. active circuitry. No, no, don't think so. No, I think it's just uh, no, not active circuitry. But it's going to be all like it's going to be all like active though. No, no, no you're, you're right. I'm, I'm being silly, but it's it's all going to be like thin necks. Uh, uh, contours yep uh, so that's the main thing so basically the the two biggest changes with these guitars is uh number one you've got the new calves on the back right so basically there is a whole new style of contouring on the back which probably people saw because some of the images got leaked at like you know a week ago or something whatever and also the ad campaign had all the uh in that like oh yeah, yeah. What, what you'll, is nev- the you'll never play another fender no again. it's like you'll never play a fender <laughs> you'll never play again fender again <laughs> <laughs> you'll never play or see fender the same way again or yeah like and that. basically that's uh you'll never play never, pl- never play fender a fender the same again. way again that's and it, right. basically that is down to the fact that uh the uh, the contours on the back have changed now that is something that's happened at previous times i think the last major uh major change to the contouring was probably about 10 year, 10 15 years ago i can't quite remember but the main thing here is the uh there's a real effort to do a massively contoured heel so if you do play up that that dusty end at the top there 
you can get <laughs> you can get right up there, so to speak, and it is very very comfortable. Um, so it's a new neck shape, the modern D, um, which I think is. <laughs> you're right there, Matt. Matt chuckling away at the modern D. <laughs> so it's a new it's a new neck shape, which is the modern D, and uh, it has a ten to fourteen compound radius board. Uh, it's really comfortable. It's really 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 comfortable to if play. It, the 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 takeaway from me was that it doesn't feel like a standard strat. No. It doesn't feel like what the American pros feel like. No, it's almost like an Ibanez. No, what? it doesn't feel like an Ibanez. <laughs> well, it's what that was sort the, of thing, um... though. It's modern. It's super yeah, modern. Yeah, but it's not like a wizard neck or anything like that. No. It's still recognisable as kind of a fender neck. But with the, ra- di- the you know the difference in the radius on the fretboard and also that kind of the slim D, as it were, the mm-hmm. modern D, um, it doesn't feel just like a standard strap with some blingy hardware on it. That, yeah, that is the oh, big. Oh, that is right. That is a great point. Yeah, yeah. and that I that's what separates it from anything that's come before. Yeah, this isn't and just defender with a few blingy bits and bobs to make it sessiony. They've really tried to make it a very modern playing. Totally, and it and it really is kind of just a very different. Uh, different guitar you know with, yeah. with all of those extra cars there's new pickups so it's the sixth generation of the noiseless pickups jesus they've uh, had six generations six generation of the noiseless pickups uh so that's what goes into these uh i guess we just run through the run through the the models so is um, it just strats and tellies no no oh, no, really? no no full full complement as it were oh. so uh basically there Meteora. is uh, yeah, yeah, so Meteora, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is there? There's a Jack Katana. Stang. Yeah, yeah, Jack Stang. Yeah, they're, they're all there, absolutely. Um, Imagine that if they just went, yeah, we're bringing back the Jack Stang, everyone. You know, you love it from the grunge era, Kurt Cobain and that. So what we're going to do is American Ultra Jack Stang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> left-handed, only left-handed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically there is the standard strat. Well, not standard strat. There is a, a strat with three single coils. Um, there's some really cool new colours as well. Really interesting. Uh, the Texas T is the colour that I like the best. So that is that's the one you've brought round. That's which, so I brought the uh, telly. If you're listening to this, I've put pictures of this up on our Instagram. Yeah, so Facebook. I brought the telly oh. round. I actually think that sorry, the, Matty. I think the Strat looks a bit better than the telly. So the Strat has got a gold anodized plate, whereas the telly has got a, uh, like a silver anodized plate. But the idea behind Texas T is it is. Um, black with a gold undercoat so in the same way that candy apple is kind of a little bit shimmery and a little bit sparkly that's what you get with these and it it looks really really nice top under, binding under as well on the telly which is very nice yes yeah on the telly there oh, is I'm in. um so what else have yeah we got? you would like it matt it's really um, nice so there is a new sunburst which is uh ultra burst uh ultra burst is actually a lot more subtle than you think it's going to be so uh funnily enough I went to see, um, and I'm not sure if I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. On Friday night, I went to see my mate's band Creeper play, and uh, the guitar player was playing a one of these uh, before, like they wow. were officially released. And he illegal. Abs- he probably shouldn't have been playing it, but then he also he was playing guitar in my dis- in the Distillers band that we did on Saturday, right. and he used it then as well. And there was a this bunch. Doesn't there was sound a- like the sort of guitar for that sort. There was of thing. a bunch of Fender employees there, and everyone was like, "Excuse me, what is going on there?" And yeah, it was fine. Everyone was, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, everyone yes. loved it. Everyone loved it. It was good. No, no, no. He he's really into it. He th- he thought it sounded fantastic. Yeah, f- he- fair enough. I just wouldn't have I wouldn't have pitched it so for that sort of thing. What's the kind of the real the biggest changes compared to the older ones then the biggest well they're still older matt um but the the biggest <laughs> change not ash 
No, they're not. They're not. Uh, uh, actually, they are. There are a mixture of older right, and ash. Okay. Yeah, the the, ash. So ash. If you want an ash body, you can get it in aged natural, which looks really I think nice. What Matt was actually. I know. Saying I know. Was, what's the difference between these and the elites? So it's the, the slender D. So the main difference is the new neck shape. It's the body contour. The body contouring is the big thing. It's so complete. It, you really have to. And tomorrow, all the pictures will come out, and you'll be able to see it. The strat. I think is really, really comfortable. The the telly, I you know the the contours there. I'm not sure that there's going to be that many people telly's, going up that telly's high. Tellys have never been, yeah, they, they've never suited that this sort of style. The contoured heel, yeah, yeah. Well, well, just the whole idea mm-hmm. of a Telecaster being sort of a modern playing instrument has never 100 percent worked for me. I'm oh, sure. Well, wait, wait till wait till I get further down the line. Oh, really, really. Um, but the Strat, I had, I thought yeah. was banging. For, the, for, it was the, exactly what a, what a modern Strat should be. Much like the Tellys that were in the you know American Deluxe and the. Yeah. American elites it's like you don't buy this guitar if you just want a telly because like a telly is good enough an American performer or what used American standard you buy these if you want a telly but like a bit more well there's just if you want to look like a telly but not have a telly that's what this well, is yeah for. but i mean it does it sounds like a telly but you get you know the noises pick up you get the noises feel like a telly too. because of the slender d <laughs> you're saying slender so d. in the so all of these have got s1 switching so in the uh strap with three single coils uh the s1 switch just brings in the neck pickup in whatever position you're in so basically all right. those superfluous other um switching options in the s1 that nobody knew what they did anyway have all gone because basically <laughs> oh. the only thing anyone other than matty knight wanted was to bring the neck pick up in right, when course. you're in position one or two to get that like you know all all on sound um so yeah that the that comes in black uh natural there's a, a shimmery white which looks really nice there's a mocha burst which looks really really weird very very sparkly i'm into this mocha burst sounds like the sort of thing i'd like and cobra blue which has been kind of the Wait, hero color cobra blue cobra blue that's is it right, yeah. is it like mercedes blue uh no it's it's uh it's the blue strap that yeah I, which is a bit like mercedes blue mercedes blue's no. darker yeah yeah mercedes blue's mm. very dark the clapton yeah. came yeah, in yeah, yeah. the clapton came in that that's um, the so best guitar i've ever seen moving over to one of the that's the best that's the best guitar you've ever <laughs> seen yeah the mercedes blue clapton strap right okay <laughs> fine good um how do we sack him yeah I, I have absolutely no idea so moving over to the hss so the humbucket in this is a redesigned double tap now the double tap is a pickup that came out with the american performer range and i think this is a really really cool pickup it's but it addresses the main issue that you get when people split a, a humbucker and that's that a split hum a, a single coil from a split humbucker always sounds weaker than a standard single yeah, coil. yeah there's such a massive volume dip yeah so basically what this is is it's it combines a mixture of splitting and tapping so when the uh pickup is in humbucker mode one of the coils is uh, it is overwound, but it's tapped. And then when you split it, it untaps and you That's get the great. full power. That's of really great. It's really, really smart. And I don't understand why nobody had done it before. I think it's a really, really good feature. And a so that question for listeners, has anyone 
who has a, a conventionally tapped guitar got on with the in-between sounds? It, are they actually functional to anyone? You mean when you've got a humbucker and you just split it? Yeah, right, a split okay, sound, yeah. Yeah, rather. Yeah. I, I just because I agree, it was the volume dip I, in the they means all, that... Yeah. I'm like, well, you can't use this live because the volume dip between the... Between the two, the three pickups is too much. No, I've I've never got on with it. I've I've never got on with with that, especially when it's a humbucker and then two singles. Yeah, I just don't think it really works. But this really addresses it, and it it sounds absolutely quality. And you, you plugged it in earlier, Mark, and yeah, it sounded really good. I mean, it, you know, it sounds modern. Um, yeah, yeah. Both the humbucker and the single coils sound like a modern bright guitar. Um, where I thought it really shone was on like high gain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, you know, that's putting in a bit of the character that you just buy their very nature. You kind of lose a little bit from the the um, noises pickups, and that's kind of always the way. These definitely are an improvement on the previous five generations of noises pickups. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I'll tell you what, I put that um, Hypatia pickup on full gain, Hypatia pedal pedal sorry uh and put it on the neck pickup and it is literally noiseness yeah yeah you you put it over to the humbucker and it's like okay yeah you can hear the background or you you put it on the the single coil part of the the, yeah because basically when you split the double tap yeah it's not a noiseless single coil yeah or a noiseless humbucker yeah yeah it's kind of working as a a regular single coil yeah um and you do notice the difference definitely so if that is one of the things on the top of your list of wants from a guitar completely silent pickups they are genuinely completely silent um but they are as you know we've found with all kind of noises pickups and you know maybe it's just their voice this way is they they are kind of they feel a little held back right compared to like you know a normal telly or strat single coil um but you know they still sound really good it's just a different voicing um and you get the benefits obviously no noise whatsoever um so but where it really shone uh the strat in particular was on high gain on that humbucker neck feels really good uh i mean it's it is slim it did feel no noticeably different to like an american standard yeah net or what's now american pro neck but that's what this guitar is going for it's yeah, not totally. you know it's well not- that's the thing is it is it's the, the i think now more than ever the uh ranges of guitars have very distinct differences yeah yeah so you know whereas before it was like well there's american special and american standard and american deluxe and there are kind of features from all of them that's sort of and then there's american vintage which also kind of fits in i think now having the uh performer pro uh the ultra and the original having those four just you know there's they're very very different you're absolutely right you completely know which demographic each uh, range is yeah. aimed at and you know which one's for you and which one isn't yeah, yeah. it was is... it was very weird for a long time particularly around the time of american deluxe yeah because you know they were even doing quite a lot of the same finishes and stuff like you could get basically an american the tellies for example you get the american standard telly in the natural ash body but it had like just the regular pickups and regular neck and then you could get the American Deluxe, which was the you know, like nice ash body, the same as the standard. The only differences really were the noises pickups and locking tuners. Didn't I they think do like yeah. abalone like dot inlays on the yeah and things well. like that, which, which 
never work on a telecaster. Yeah, I mean, not for me. Whereas this, there does, you know, there's a very big difference between something like American Professional Strat and this new American Ultra Strat. It's a whole new body shape, basically. You know, yeah, like- yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And actually, you lead me on to a really good point, which is one of the other finishes you can get this in is, of course, butterscotch blonde. Uh, so you still have the butterscotch blonde in a, basically every series available. Right, got it. So. Um, so you can, if you want, disguise your very modern guitar. As a very as a, classic yeah, guitar, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> what about the other guitars? So what? that is the Strats and Tellys. Um, there is a... Uh, where is it? I've got it here somewhere. Oh, no, I didn't open it up. There is a Jazzmaster. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Um, I've just Have lost. these also got the contoured heel? They do, yes. Interesting. So, so contoured heel on those. Um, fewer finishes. So if you want it in maple, uh, you can get plasma red burst, which is kind of an <laughs> which is kind of an age uh, like a um, it's like Sienna I'm sunburst. Sorry, what? Plasma red burst, right. which is is more like it's more like aged cherry sunburst. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or what they used to be called Sienna sunburst. It See, yeah, to be. Sienna sunburst was slightly different, but yeah, there, there's that. Uh, or the Cobra blue with a um, pearloy plate, which looks really cool. Um, or if you want it with a rosewood board, you can get uh, ultra burst. Or the picture that I've got here that Mark can see is mocha burst. Yeah, it looks really good. Which is really really nice. I'm into that. I, I do just... like the idea of mocha burst. That yeah, does sound. Sound excellent. Uh, and yeah, again, basically you've got um, the noiseless uh, like Jazzmaster pickups on there um, and 10 to 14 radius uh, and also the the massively contoured heel. Um, so that's the Jazzmaster. I'm just going to try and fire through the last couple. The uh, P-Bass is a PJ, which, you know, isn't... F- that's exactly what this should be. It's not really be. for me, but, no, but that's exactly, exactly what why this range this, should exactly, be. Completely. Uh, are these these are also contoured heel, I take it. Also contoured heel, yeah. And yep. active circuit on there. Uh active circuit. Yeah, I think so. It oh, like they'll it. definitely be Just active. From that photo, they'll be nine like volts. They'll be active. Pots. Yes. I yeah. hope it's got an active yeah. passive switch on it, like the, Yes, it uh, does. And yes, it does have an active passive uh toggle switch on there. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that, that's really cool. That just makes it really versatile. I actually think the basses work better than the guitars at this level, just because that 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 really is genuinely I a, think, well, a, I think a session bass players. Well, yeah, like, I think it's more because we know what a session bass is rather than <laughs> just sure. a normal person's bass. It's those lines aren't so kind of defined. Yeah, on, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But but this genuinely is. You could take this into any session, and you have like yeah. you have all those modern funk things. If you want those active circuitries, you've got all those uh, all all those like Jacko sounds off of that jazz pickup on the bridge. You can turn it to passive, shut it down onto the P bass in sort of the middle position and have all those punk sounds or rock sounds it's just a, a base for every occasion i actually think they work really well here this is where they're great value for money yeah as well because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so well, much less than that custom shop and and you know you think about all of these kind of uh ultra modern kind of uh base yeah session bases yeah they are a lot of money yeah you know yeah, and also these uh, uh, i tend to think they're like they are very different to what the custom shop produce you know, custom shop. If you get a custom shop base, likely is you're going to get like a fifties or sixties. You're getting a you're getting base. a white maple neck strat, or you're getting. Oh, oh no, sorry, I just bases. meant specifically yeah, yeah. on the bases because uh, you know, as far as I'm aware, custom shop could produce this for you. But yeah, yeah, they not you know they're not in the like custom shop showcase at Nam usually. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not generally going after the oh here's a, your nine volt preamp you know yeah, active yeah, exactly. stuff. It will be here's a really good looking sixties jazz or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these are 
These are cool. They just make sense on the bass. Yeah, completely. And then, you know, likewise on the jazz bass, it's it's what you expect it to be. So uh, block inlays, you've got the active passive. Um, when uh, when Fender do block inlays on a jazz, do they also move the bridge pickup to 70s position or, or is it 60s position? I don't know the difference. Oh, okay. No, it's, I don't know, two centimetres, three <laughs> centimetres less. Oh, okay. I think it's where all the tone is. Because yeah. where all the tone yeah, is. It's in the two centimetre gap. Yeah. That's the, that's the real tone pocket. Right. Well, I, I just wondered because on 70s jazzes, they moved for a brief period, moved the bridge pickup down. They returned it after after that and all modern jazz bases. Moved it down or moved, what? So moved, moved it, it closer up. to the bridge? So No, so in the 70s, it went closer to the bridge. In the yeah. 60s, it, and when it was first invented, it, it was it was this looks closer. And then... And then since normal. the seventies, yeah. it's gone. It went yeah, back yeah, to this... the normal. It was only the seventies that they ever had it in that position. Right. But of course, the seventies is also the only time that had block inlays. Gotcha. Know, as a as a as an age, except for like reissues. Yeah, yeah exactly. Course, yeah, yeah. So or, I, I always wonder. Yeah, it's like when you do feature. blocks, do you also move the pickup? Yeah, or... No, I don't think so. Standard positioning. Um, and then the final uh, instrument on the list is a five string. Okay, and uh, that brings us up to time (laughs) on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Matt, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, wonderful. Good. I'm I'm glad Matt's here, actually. I just want to jump in before you wind things up. I've got a very special quiz planned uh, for the Patreon episode this week. So do uh, do stick around, uh, Patreon. If you're not signed up already, you should join for this. So I'll just give you a quick overview, and then we'll do the full rundown in the Patreon episode. The quiz is called Twanging on the Telephone. And <laughs> um, what I've done is I've taken quotes from famous guitar movies, so movies that have guitars associated with them, I've taken the quote, I've translated it from English to Russian, Russian to Indonesian, Indonesian to Kazakh, Kazakh to Swedish, and then back to English. And you guys have to guess what film the quote is from. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be, be fun. very fun. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. I mean, knowing that uh, Google Translate isn't, you, it's like not often the most accurate of translation tools. Some of them. At the best what? of times. Some of them are fine. Some of them, <laughs> you're going to struggle. That's okay. what I'm saying. Well, you can hear us guess at this absolute cack uh, yeah, over, on the, uh, over on the Patreon. We're very whereas, hard on this. Yes, I know. For, and for as little as $1, you can support the podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. You can also join the Guitar Nerds live podcast from there. $5 a month gets you the Patreon episode and a load more. And $10 makes you an executive producer and gets your name sung in a song at the end of this episode which is uh, going to come in now you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Guitar Nerds. join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. that's it for us this week we'll be continuing over on the Patreon for more of this guitar nerdery farewell cheers guys bye bye Brian Einstein, John Half, Gavin, Vander Linden, Jacob McGee, Christopher Franklin, Marcus Aukadawaki, Rob Buster, Stephen Burke, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Marin Peter, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Waxon, Christian Lund Hansen, Zach Melton, Keith Adams, Stephen Ferguson, Eric File, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Moist, Chris Jacob, Paul, Rob Goulston, Hamilton, Tucker Ramadan, and Annie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate, Nate, Stephen Hens, Rob Grab, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, and Emma James Baker, Juan Carrier, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Good, Jamie Kemp and Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott 
Kennedy, Christopher Lutz, Stephen Hansen's Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordvik with a V, Ed Bentley, Steve Merkel, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Bletons, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moog Gravit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott Kane, Sean Arbo, and Christopher Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 